Welcome, everybody, to the Sunset Foot Wrestling Podcast. You're home for all wrestling, everything wrestling. What's up, Sato? It's been like a couple hours. Yeah, eight hours since uh, a couple we, uh, hours reunited oh. for um, All Out. Yeah, man. Uh, it was just an exhausting day of wrestling yesterday. Yeah. Um, from you know, from actually weekend to be honest with you, with uh, you know, Clash at the Castle, then World Collide, and, and All Out, like. Oh, what a weekend! It was it it was a lot. It was a lot with Class of the Castle, which was great. Um, World Cloud was great. With all that was great. It was just a weekend of wrestling is well worth everything when it comes to being a fan and appreciating all the good stuff that went down. So it's been. And, Having these weeks where it's, you know, you got a weekend full of wrestling. Like we never had that before. So now having these, yeah. these, you know, AEW is what three, four months. Yeah, it's like roughly yeah, every so like three months you those, you'll have a pay per view here where you have multiple pay per views impacts on a Friday night. Then you got now it's looking like WWE on Saturday, AEW on Sunday. So. Um, it's worth it. I have I have no complaints. A lot. It's a handful, but if it's a couple of those at a time, no yeah. complaints whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, for me, it was just uh, you know, trying to do a lot at once while there's so many wrestling. You know, we 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 had our first uh, you know, TikTok stream. Uh, we which was a big success. Right, yeah, definitely. Um, so we're gonna do that uh, going forward. Um, you know, to the Twitter, then you know, to Twitch, to Facebook. It's a lot going on. So, um, I think we can start with uh with a little uh, all out, right? Yeah, why not? I mean, we just we basically just fresh off of that. <laughs> so, um, you know, we start with zero hour. Uh, there were what four matches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Tay Mello and Sammy Guevara versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Guevara and Mello pick up the victory. Only part of this match, which was really scary, um, was uh, Ruby Soho. Um, you know, uh, it was a bad moment there, and and you know, looks like uh, she's gonna be out for a bit uh, after suffering a broken nose. She almost broke her so, neck, yeah. So it's like, you know. I hate saying this phrase, but she really can't catch a break because it's like all these injuries really uh, are, you know, catching up to her. And, and it's like, you know, we always expect Ruby Soho to like make a push, but you know, injuries have derailed her as of late. Um, second match. Uh, it was a uh, hook defending the FTW title featuring action. Legendary. Yeah. Action I don't say Bronson. legendary, but shout out to the, shout out to the guy, action Bronson. He's man of the people. Yeah, man. Uh, against Cool Hand and um, Hook picked up the victory post match, uh, getting beat down by Daddy Magic and uh, Cool Hand, and then uh, Action Brunson came for the save, um, you know, which was which was pretty fun. Then the third match, uh, we had uh, Kip Sabian, new character. I absolutely love the direction of, um, 
you know, of his new uh, gimmick, uh, along with, uh, well, uh, versus Pac uh, for the All-Atlantic title, uh, Pac retains. I'm really, really uh, interested in what Kip Sabian's new character, because it's like uh, he's now talking to this, like, you know, the, the cardboard box uh, hat that he has. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of him before, but this gimmick is interesting. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, so what is going to be the new new layer of your of your wrestling career is going to be? Right. And then post-match, uh, Pac gets confronted by Orange Cassidy. So maybe that's the, the old running back again. So, um, Which I wouldn't yeah. mind. They've had yeah. great matches. Absolutely. And then the last uh, match in Zero Hour, in which I thought was incredible because it was a chop fest. Uh, it was Eddie Kingston versus Ishii. And... It was just the most lethal strikes and blows and all you can, you know, all you can think of. Um, if you're if you're into a strike match, this was the type of match that you would want to see. Um, it was, a, you know, again, an incredible match. Uh, Eddie Kingston picking up the victory. Uh, and then we move on to the main card. Now we move on to All Out. First match. Uh the casino battle royale in which the Joker won, <laughs> and no one knows who the Joker may or may not be. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, um, a couple of you know, uh, mass uh, men come in, take out everyone, set up the ladder. You know, a mask. One of the mask guys retrieves the chip, revealing revealing himself to be Stokely Hathaway. And you know we're we're waiting on to see what happens, um, and then someone in like a you know devilish mask comes in. Stokely hands him the chip, making him the winner. Um, I honestly, it, it was, I had so much hype for this match, um, if, because if, if this match ended the same way, I'll, I'll summarize it. If the match ended the same way, just 10 minutes longer or five minutes longer, no one would have complained. This, this match was cut short yeah. and you ended with that. You could you could have so much more. Wrestling was just getting started. Exactly. You got enough wrestling out of it for it to end like this, no complaints. Yeah, no, it's like there was some uh, really cool spots, you know, like um, uh, Phoenix uh, doing the frog splash. Um onto the table then you had penta hitting andrade with the canadian destroyer on on the ladder like there was some really good match and, and it was shaping up to be a really you know fun match i just think it needed to be slightly longer and just the fact that it lasted about like roughly around 15 minutes and then the way it ended i think it left a lot of people with, with a bad taste but it's sour yeah Absolutely. I, I, I was bitter about it. I was bitter about it because it's like, all right, um, damn, that's your opener. And you, you kind of wanted more, you know, when you have talented guys like Claudio, like Yuta, like um, Phoenix, Penta, uh, Dante Martin in a ladder match, you know, that's going to be one to remember. And it, it just didn't seem that way, even though they did have um, really good certain spots. Um, that's just my opinion. You know, I, I, I said this in, in the TikTok stream, um, it just let, it left a bad taste uh, in my mouth. But, um, when that happened, when the Joker one, you know, was given the chip, I was like, all right, if this is how it's going to start, 
this is how it's going to end. So, right. you know, so my interest, you know, was there trying to figure out, we were all trying to figure out who this mask guy um, was, and we'll reveal that towards the end of the episode. But moving on, we had the elite uh, versus Hangman and the Dark Order. Um, everything you would expect. Everything you would expect in a, in a traditional six-man tag. Yes. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I really didn't mind who, you know, whoever came out on top. I, I was, I was okay with whatever decision. Um, I, I think I was leaning more towards, you know, Hangman and Dark Order because I feel like, especially for Dark Order, since they were OGs, um, I, I thought they deserve a little bit of love. Um, right. so the fact that they didn't win, you know. I was a little bummed out, but nevertheless, I'm I'm fine with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks winning. Um, great match, uh, solid match. I feel like we're gonna end up seeing a heel turn um, down the line because there was some uh, miscommunications between Hangman and Dark Order throughout the match, and the finish in which you know Hangman Page uh, was setting up for the Buckshot Lariat on Omega, Omega moved out of the way hitting silver. So that's definitely going to be, uh, uh, something to look out, you know, going forward. Right. Um, then we had Jade Cargill versus Athena. Uh, a fun quick match. The, yeah. I, I mean, know, well, how, how should you describe it? Underwhelming? Honestly, yeah. Underwhelming, underachieving serves about right. Um, Because I feel like the only thing that I remember of this match was Jade Cargill coming out as She-Hulk, which she looked absolutely incredible. Um, And that was it. It was, it was a really quick match. Um, But, but if if there was some improvement i think uh there was in in part of uh, jade she looked better in this match so mm-hmm. um uh, you know i'm happy we were able to see some some sort of uh, improvement because the last couple of matches it's like you know there there was there's a botch you know a botch spot uh in jade's matches but you know um she it has to start taking shape where she's credible in, in ring. She has the look. She has uh, the physique. Any you know, she's she's it. But uh, her in ring skills are still a little bit raw. But um, nevertheless, she had a good uh, a good outing in in this match. Right. Um. Then we go on to the uh, six-man tag, FTR and Warlow versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, With Warlow and FTR picking up the victory, personally, I believe they they deserve their own uh, individual matches. Like, you know, FTR should have been in a tag team against the Motor City Machine Guns and the Warlow should have been in a singles match with Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Or or if you wanted to put more interest or, or more hype regarding the six-man tag, I just would have put every championship on the line. Yes. Uh, which they didn't, but uh, it was still a solid match, uh, you know, uh, I love the ending, uh, where you know, um, Dax's daughter comes in, <laughs> breaks uh, Sanjay's uh, pencil, strikes him, and you know, um, 
and the, I mean, not striking him, but breaking the pencil and then uh, pinning him uh, towards the end of the match. Uh, you know, a, a good feel moment. Um, yeah, like, you know, the crowd is fully behind Warlow and FTR. So keep building on that. Um, and yeah, I mean, listen, what I took away from this match is hopefully down the line, we just get to see an FTR versus the Mortar City Machine Guns match because that match will absolutely slap. Um, and then uh, I forgot post-match beatdown, what, what looked like it was going to be a post-match beatdown. Um, Samoa Joe made his way into the ring. Um, My guy. Yep. And and obviously uh, helped the, the the top baby faces in this situation. Uh, baby faces uh, stand tall. And yeah, uh, a good. Now, does a he good... join suit or is he just going to go and pick somebody and go into his, you know, and go into his like um, his general direction? Who? Samoa Joe. Well, Samoa Joe, uh, it, it looks like it ha- they have unfinished. Uh, Samoa Joe has unfinished business with Sanjay Dutt and and Lethal. So, I mean, we might we might see Lethal and and Samoa Joe again, mm-hmm. um, based on, on what was you know given here. But uh, time will tell. Time will tell. And again, like the reason why you know we're we're we're. I was a little bit discouraged, you know, with All Out is because of the buildup of All Out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you had 15 matches, and I felt like that's too much, and there should have been more hyped, more focus on on certain matches. And this match was just put together fairly quick in a matter of, like, two, three weeks. There was no real clear buildup, you know? Um, so... We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see uh what goes on there. Then we have Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs, which loved it. Real, you loved it, right? I enjoyed it. it I hated it's, it. You enjoy the breakups, like when WWE when Matt and Jeff broke up, and that little rivalry became what it was. That was that was fun. Um, we talk about WWE later on. We see. We get to that to have it at at Class of the Castle, but you know these best friends or uh, partners or stable members break up and it becomes these heated matchups. Now was it heated? Eh, I don't say heated, but you, you you clearly see who's the better wrestler because Hobbs came out on top. But they're always fun to see, especially when they change faces and everything. Yeah, so I mean being able to see that happen was was fun. Yeah, I was just uh, I was just like. I thought the match itself was too short. And then Ricky Starks, you know, he's somebody that AEW is trying to build up and he recently had a face turn. And mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, it should have been longer. I mean, I, I'm okay with the decision of it being powerhouse Hobbs victorious. I'm cool with that. But like, I, I just like, it should have been longer. If you're going to build Ricky Starks, it should have been longer. Um, I know you, it, it, I feel like this is a tough situation because you're you're trying to build both Ricky and both powerhouse. So obviously one has to take the you know the pin in this case it was Starks, but I felt like it should have been a longer match uh just to make both of them look strong. Mm-hmm. I thought in this situation Ricky Starks looked really weak. And that's no fault to him, it's just fault to whoever came up with the decision to let that happen. Right. Um, then we have in what 
I believe was the absolute match of the night. We have Swerve in our glory versus the acclaimed. Um, you know, with uh, Swerve in our glory retaining this, uh, yeah, this might have been match of the night. Absolutely, I mean, I, I, there's no question. There's no question. The the crowd was fully behind this match. The crowd was fully behind the acclaimed. I've never seen uh like the acclaimed, you know, being cheered so loudly, you know, um, and uh, it was interesting because it kind of seemed here that you know Swerve and Our Glory were were playing a, a little heelish, you know, throughout the match. Well, between um, the two, between two tag teams, yeah. Um, Swerve and Glories, you know, Scott and Keith were were the heels in, in this matchup. Yeah, I, I I felt like there was absolutely no flaws in that match, and then towards the end, it it kind of had you at the edge of your seats because it's like there was moments where you thought the acclaimed were going to capture the titles, and you know, um, you know, last minute kickouts, um, but uh, you know, the Swerve and Our Glory, uh. They hit the the you know the combo uh, the the power bomb and the double stomp, um, in order to pick up the victory, uh, in which I thought was an incredible match. Um, that's uh, I've said it once, I've said it again. This is how you build a tag team division. I've mm-hmm. always said that AEW had the best tag team, uh, division in the world. So, um, this absolutely did not disappoint at all. Hundred percent. Yeah, and then also, you know, with, with the whole scissor me daddy thing, and well, whatever <laughs> we've seen how we saw how I was reacting. That was that was that was unbelievable. I'm like, yo, grown ass man doing that. Not me, not my parte. But the crowd <laughs> loves it, and they be doing it. I'm just, I don't want to see. I don't want to see no scissor me daddy ass on yeah. this podcast like that. Nope. Yeah, no, and, and listen with uh, Max uh, Casper uh, channeling his inner John Cena picking up. Uh, Keith Lee, you know, which is fun. That that you saw great moments where like, yo, like, yeah, like you, uh, it's potential to be high, high octane, which is what the match was. High octane, energetic, even the even the slow spots were good. Yeah. Absolutely, and then I, I feel like you know having Billy Gunn, uh, you know, trying to help the acclaim that 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 was hilarious too. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think big things are, are to come for the acclaim. Uh, then we have the fatal four, uh, match, uh, to determine the interim AEW women's title. I really don't want to talk about this because I was really upset, but, uh, <laughs> why were you upset? So no, go ahead. No, no, this is, it should have been, it should have been, it should have been Jamie Hader. It should have been. It should have been Jamie Hader. But and the winner was Tony Storm. There you go. You go, Tony, Tony Storm. Go, and who bro. did she pin? Jamie Hader. Of course, they're yeah, gonna listen. do that to me. You know who's getting sent away for that situation? Yeah, uh, unbelievable. But um, it it was it was an okay match. Uh, you know, I I think the biggest takeaway here. Is um the pending breakup between Brett Baker and Jamie Hader? Uh, Hader had this match won, uh, and then Baker pulled the referee last minute to, you know, to uh ruin the victory, and then uh, you know, it, Brett uh, Baker cost Jamie Hader the championship. Yeah, that's that's flat out. That's so, the best reason. Like, so you already know, uh, their breakup is is, is only a matter of time. 
Um, and then this allowed Storm to take advantage of the opportunity, uh, you know, since there, there was ongoing problems with Baker and Hader, and mm-hmm. you know, Storm picked up the victory. Um, again, I thought it was a, a really, really weird finish. Like, I, I hate this about AEW about these random finishes. Um, where all right, she hit a DDT and then won the match, and it's like, whoa, wait. That's how it's gonna end. Right. So, um, yeah, just just really, really, really weird. And uh, my biggest takeaway again, it's it's Hater and Baker. That's gonna be the the match. That's gonna be the rivalry going forward. Um, I think we can both say that zero complaints on that as well. Yeah, no, no I'm all for it. I, I mean, listen, in order for Jamie Hater, oh, and the crowd was fully behind Jamie Hater because in the beginning of the match, that's who they chanted for. Um. So, you know, and then also another good spot in the match was, you know, Sheeta nursing an injury going to the pack, but then coming back uh, like a badass with uh, two kendo sticks. And, you know, obviously, it was saying, I, go, I guess is the uh, no DQ. There was a fiddle four way. So, what do you expect? Yeah. Um. Then uh, we have Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, which was a squash match. Um, This is going to be a match that will give Jungle Boy the win later on. Um, this is a setup saying they're making they're building. Well, Jumbo was never the the odds on better, he's always been an underdog. So, this is just gonna prove this is another way of AW giving Jungle Boy the underdog mentality. Um, Kristen Cage is quote unquote, I'm not saying he is, isn't quote unquote, the bigger wrestler. The better wrestler, more experienced wrestler. So they're gonna have this make this look like Jungle Boy is gonna come from out of nowhere. He lost his teammate in Luchasaurus. Yep. So, so. For, so for those who missed it, Luchasaurus, uh, Jungle Boy came out, and then you know, as Jungle Boy was waiting for Luchasaurus uh, to come out, Luchasaurus just appeared from behind, uh, choke slammed him into like these metal, like I guess what greats, like, ra- greats into the yeah. stage. And then carried him, uh, uh, you know, towards the ring, and then power bombed him through the through the table, table in front of his sister and his mother. Yeah, I'd fight uh, you. You gonna beat? You gonna try to beat me in front of my family, my mother? <laughs> I feel like you know, uh, it, it's crazy because uh, I mean, I think it was only a matter of time with Luchasaurus. I never bought Luchasaurus like fully behind Jungle Boy, so mm. I like the turn here. I just felt like we. I mean, unless Christian is legit hurt, I felt like we should have seen a, like an actual match between Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, right? And then in the closing seconds, you could have had Luchasaurus turn, turn, right? Um, but you know, the swerve happened earlier than expected. It happened pre-match, you know, before the match even started. Um, but you know, uh, Christian hit him with the spear. Jungle Boy kicked out, and then Jungle uh, Christian hit him with the kill switch. And then picked up the victory, but uh, overall, eh. But I, this this is a a pass because it's it, you got this one. This match, this pay per view match, will happen the next one. It'll right. happen in full gear. And and I and I hope this. You know, I I hope that the outcome of this rivalry is to make Jungle Boy into a bigger star. Right. Uh, which I hope is the focus. Uh, but you know. I, I think this is uh what what they did here um could be good could be bad bad because we didn't see enough action 
obviously, but it could be good because now you're building up Jungle Boy, but then at the same time, you're going to build up Luchasaurus in what he could be a monster heel. Right. Like a lot of people on Twitter and on the TikTok stream were saying, yo, like if built properly, he could be built like a 90s cane. Yeah. Um, I'm not, you know, obviously we're not comparing that, but he can be built the path, similar. The path to stardom leads both in both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, then we go to uh, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Which I'll say this was probably, the, I want to say it was the worst match. It was probably the most underwhelming yeah, I match mean, of the night. It was slow because you're, you're tying to Jericho. It was ground and pound, which... You know, and make them both look good from a technical standpoint between Jericho and Danielson, but it lacked luster. And the other problem is the crowd was also let down from the Jungle Boy match. So now you have that on top of a slow burner. I think and if this was the it. first match of the night, it probably been a better match. I, but yeah, now I think, you have yeah. that was that's match twelve of fifteen, something like that. I'll yeah. say twelve of fifteen. So the twelfth yeah. match of the night. You just had an underwhelming situation on top of a 25-minute underwhelming match on top in, in the span of a four and a half hour pay-per-view. Yeah. It's, I it's just tough. I, I just think, you know, and I'm I'm hundred percent with you. I just think that this match, right, which was more fairly technical, right? And then it had its slow moments, right? A lot of people, well, a lot of the crowd was already tired at that point. Yeah. So that's why it didn't get the reaction that you would expect it. You know, at that point, it's like you like you just said, it was like the 12th or 13th match. And, you know, the if crowd you is, put... is tired and you're going to put a match like this, which is all technical and slow pace. You're right. not going to get a big reaction. If you put Swerve in your glory, Swerve in the glory and the acclaimed right after this, like if, if that would have brought the crowd back the rest of the night. It would have been an impact. But yeah. it's the way the way the matches were lined up. You 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 kind of had a downfall going somewhere. Yeah, you went from one match to a really good match to a great match to a what the fuck moment to a all right, well let's go let's let's, let's get to the main event now. And you yeah. still had matches beforehand, right? And then and then as as we saw the finish, you know, uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, uh, low blowed uh, Daniel uh, uh, Brian Danielson, and then hit him with the Judas effect to pick up the victory. Right. Honestly, I you know, I expected like a interference. I, I really did, either from you know the Jericho Appreciation Society, or the the Blackpool Combat Club, or even from Daniel Garcia, who is the main focal point in this rivalry. Like, and who's you know, be having a uh, Ring of Honor Championship match on yeah. Wednesday. Against uh, Wheeler Yuta. So, um, and then for those who don't know, like, you know, there was a, a backstage um, uh, moment where, you know, uh, Chris Jericho interacted with Daniel Garcia and, you know, uh, Daniel Garcia was upset at the way Jericho won the match. Um, and at the same time, Chris Jericho acknowledged Daniel Garcia that he's going to have a, a match with Will Yuta this Wednesday. And he said that Chris Jericho, like, he will do that alone. Like, Chris Jericho and the Appreciation Society will not be there ringside to back Daniel Garcia. So, right. I'm wondering if this is another swerve and, you know... Jericho reunites, you know, with Daniel Garcia fooling the crowd, 
or Jericho will turn on Garcia on Wednesday. Because that's what it's seeming like, but yeah. I'm not fully convinced because I feel like we've seen that one too many times with Jericho where he teases he's going to turn on you, but he actually doesn't. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see this upcoming Wednesday on Dynamite and yeah. Um, but overall, uh, see, not, not a bad match. Um, you know, it's for those, yeah, uh, a little, you know, slow for, for my liking at times, but I appreciate the technical side of the matches uh, of the match. So, uh, that's that. So then we have the house of black versus thing versus, oh, I'm sorry. House of black versus thing, uh, Allen, uh, Darby Allen and Miro. This is a fun match. The wrong team won. I, I don't even want to discuss this because it hurts my heart. It's, it's very simple. Because the wrong team won. Absolutely. Darby, um, Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro are all successful in their own way. Exactly. What does that do for them? The direction being led with the House of Black doesn't make any sense because they come off red hot. So now, watch this. For the next three months, they're going to be red hot again. Who? House of Black. And then well, when they get and when they get to their full gear, they're going to fall flat again. Well, say, here's what's the, thing. the point now? What's the reason well, for them to do all this for nothing? Thing. I don't know that if that's even possible. And and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why. So um so for those who you know uh didn't see the finish, Sting uh spit out of the mist at um Malachi Black and uh Darby Allen uh rolled him up for a victory. Uh I hate, I hate, I hated the match. I really hated the match, especially with the outcome. But there's something really interesting that that happened. So for those who don't know, there was there's been reports of um, an AEW wrestler uh, asking for his release, and it turned out to be Malachi Black. Um, Malachi Black stated for his mental health and also because of the way he's been booked and whatnot. He picks up the he picks up the fall here. Not 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 Brody King, not um uh, Mur, uh you know Buddy Murphy or whatever you you know uh Buddy Matthews. I'm sorry. He picks up the fall. Post match, post match, the House of Black are seen hugging each other, which is fairly odd. Then at the ramp, Malachi Black bows and gives a kiss to the crowd my initial reaction is to to, there's two either he's gone from aew he's legit gone for aew or he's going to be on a hiatus like he is going to take a long break and it it hurts my heart because malachi black is one of my favorite wrestlers currently today because of his character because of his his uh wrestling approach in in which he's a striker everything about Malachi Black I absolutely love so it, it hurts to see him go out like this um if he's if indeed he is taking that mental break um you know I, I wish him nothing but the best and and hopefully he'll come back better mm-hmm. but it, it it's either two it's either that or he's indeed gone from aew because he was he he granted that, it, like one you gotta take care of yourself. Absolutely, a lot of wrestlers don't do so, so they need to. That's for one and two. If it's a booking issue, if it's a storyline issue, there's only one person you gotta look. Two people look at. You gotta look at 
Malachi for agreeing to go with whatever it is and going through and you no know, getting the, the decisions and going through with it. And two, Tony Khan. Book your stars better. Oh, we'll we'll talk about Tony Khan in a second because that that man is just all right. That man is something else. But um yeah, overall I, I didn't like the match. I mean the match was eh, but it, it just made no sense. And then t- yeah, it I'm gonna go on. I'm going, I'm just going to move forward. Uh, then we have uh, the John Moxley versus CM Punk, the main event uh, for the AEW world title. And let me tell you this, it was, it's better than what happened on Dynamite. I'll tell you that much. The match itself, it was, it was okay. You know, it was okay. Um, it was, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. It was, it was good. It was a good, solid match. It was a good main event. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't terrible. It was yeah. Middle, middle I mean, Punk wins, blade up, wins for Chicago, which everybody should know was gonna happen anyway because of Chicago. Punk yeah. wins Chicago. Let me tell you, Moxley's one sick fuck. You know, biting into Punk's head while yeah, he's bleeding. Monkey pox, man. I, I'm I'm not. I'm not <laughs> Let me that. tell you that. But um, you know, uh, there was good moments uh, for Punk. You know, uh, of him. You know. Uh, of Moxley, you know, countering the GTS and 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 then Punk, you know, hit you know, uh, countering the 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 bulldog choke hit himself, hitting the you know the GTS and then obviously picking up the victory. But um, we saw more of Punk uh here, and again, it was it was better than Dynamite. We saw Moxley being you know uh smart here, targeting that leg of Punk's. Um, and did great work of doing so, definitely. And Punk expressed, oh, "This is pain. This is, I'm hurt here." Like it was, it was great selling on both ends. Yeah, and then you know we we all thought that that Moxley was going to be the one who who would be busted open mm-hmm. within the first ten minutes, and that ended up uh, to be Punk. Um, so you know Moxley took advantage. You know he picked apart uh Punk for most of the match, but CM Punk um picked up the victory, which you know I think it, it was. It, it, it was expected. Uh, it was it was pretty obvious, right? Um. So celebration begins. The lights go out, and the voicemail of Tony Khan plays. And if you know you paid attention to the voicemail, it you know it talks about oh you know uh, you don't even have to sign an extension. Uh, I'll pay you this amount of dollars and blah blah blah. You can only speculate that it was MJF. So the masked man returns in the Titan Tron, reveals himself to be no less than MJF. Uh, uh, You know, crowd is absolutely loving it. He comes out. Crowd is going absolutely wild. This Um, concludes the end of CM Punk's tenure. This is not MJF going to win the belt off of Punk. Absolutely. And then MJF is going to get what he finally deserves, a lengthy title run. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, he deserves it. He deserves. Uh, and then, you know, it's crazy because it's like uh, MJF got so, like he got a bigger reaction than Punk did. Because and... Punk will always get the big pop because of Chicago, everybody wants MJF on TV every day. Yeah, that's the difference. MJF has is a, is a bigger draw. Not saying Punk isn't a big draw, but MJF for what he's been doing for the past year, he is the biggest draw in, in AEW right now, and they right. have to capitalize on that 
as constant, as consistently, and as overbearing as possible. They they have to oversaturate. We like we've had we've had Jericho. Love seeing Jericho. Oversaturate. It's done with. People, you're not a fan. Moxie's okay to me. When he came in, big big draw, big money, big draw. You know, it, it is it is what it is. Kenny Omega, same thing. Huge draw. Probably the best wrestler on the roster. Kind of got, you know, a lot of him. We still haven't seen enough of MJF. Like, he's been built very well, both whether it's questionable calls yeah. or perfect calls. We've got just enough of him where we want so much more of him. So I'll give him a chance now with this run coming in after private time off, well-deserved time off. Now he shows up in the best situation. Him and Punk don't like each other. Well, they probably do like each other like backstage, but on screen, they're better rivals. Yeah. So it's going to make a lot more sense now when he comes like this, popping up in Punk's hometown after Punk retains, after Punk wins the championship. That's it's, it's MJF doing MJF things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and then MJF doing MJF things uh, flips off the crowd because, you know, you have to have a balance there. You know, you can't have the bad guy, everybody, you know, cheering the bad guy over the He's hometown guy. He's hero now. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, it's going to be that much sweeter when um, MJF beats Punk for the title. And I hope... I hope it's at no. I hope it's at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Oh, okay. it's in New York, baby. Not like all right, Punk. You won your world title in Chicago. It has to be at, in New York. And you know what? I am. I'm in there. I will. You know, I will be there. So I would love it just as much as when I see MJF hold that championship in New York. I I think the place is is going to go nuts. Right. Um. But, you know, that's not going to do it. You know, we're not finished here. Even though the event is is finished, that's, it's, I think, you know, all out finished, right? But then you have the media scrum. Yeah, Punk wild out. And you know what? To be honest with you, it's unfortunate because I feel like the media scrum overshadowed the whole pay-per-view event yeah the whole pay-per-view event oh and 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 i mentioned this on the on the stream i'm not being biased here but if you compare if you want to compare this event with clash at the castle clash at the castle clears all day yes i said that as well clash at the castle was a lot better than all out those seven matches you had on clash the castle overall were better from top to bottom than the 15 match we got all out. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So um so what there was a lot of things that that you know that were said in the media scrum in the in the in the post show press conference. I, it's it's it, in general there's a, like there was no need to have all that go out all that happen in one sequence. Yeah. Like but, just, you can't well, I personally, you probably can. I can't nitpick one thing, but it's like you just had a really good pay per view. Yeah, you you just you you might have just ruined it just out of the media scrum. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, biggest takeaways were, you know, um, CM Punk going off regarding Hangman, the EVPs, which are uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, 
and Cole, and then going off on Cole Cabana, uh, Tony Khan, you know, saying things uh, that you know he was pissed off with WWE. Uh, and that's the that's probably the worst one, bro. You are the owner of the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then while while Swerve and his glory were doing their media, uh, you know, a press conference, uh, one of the security guards is seen running out the door. Um, you know, God knows what. Uh, but we'll find out next coming days. Yeah. So you know, let let's let's break this down a little bit before we close. Uh let's let's start with Tony Khan. I feel like Tony Khan is a birdhead. <laughs> um, I feel like his relationships to wrestlers needs to stake uh, needs to take a step back. You don't, you know, you're you're too much involved, right? And and I'm gonna take CM Punk as an example here. You can't be buddy buddies with like everyone, right? Because then they will walk all over you, mm-hmm. which is what CM Punk did at that press conference. He walked all over. Tony Khan, and if you seen Tony Khan's face, he looked scared as fuck. You know, he did not know what to do. He obviously he wasn't gonna cut CM Punk while he's speaking. He looked like a lost puppy out there. And you know, honestly, when you have your world champion, your so-called top babyface of the company, taking shots at your EVP and and your other talent, it's not a good look. It might be a work because as you already know, you know, the whole shit with MJF now can be considered a work. Right. It's still not a good look. I mean, unless you're doing it maybe to like, well, MJF did it on screen when it was, when it tastes rolling, this stuff came out after everything was done. So there's might be a little bit more to break down in regards to that. If it was a work or not. Yeah, I'm, people people were saying on Twitter, "Oh, please stop thinking everything in life is a work." All right, so what do you what do you expect us to believe? Everybody thought the whole MGF situation was real because there were so many reports saying that he was already on his way out. But then again, he shows up and at at, at uh at All Out, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to get a championship match. I'm pretty sure, you know an extension is probably the next, the next focus, you know, I I just think, you know, you know, but um, supposedly uh, according to ringside news that Kenny Omega and the young bucks threatened to leave AEW after CM Punk's rant. Again, I I don't know what to believe. I'm 50, 50 about it. Well, let things play out because in my mind, all right, well, guess, guess who's available to bring people back. WWE changed face. Vince leaving is a diamond in the rough, and the diamond is fucking huge. My, so my, let's see what plans out. This is this is the first step. Let's see what pans out the next two or three weeks, and then we'll see. Then you can get a more definitive answer. Speculation yeah, is not going to because now we're just feeding into what everybody else has. Right. I, I feel like, listen, I, I think there's a legitimate case of 50-50 here because if, if, if history has shown us, okay, if there's a work, right, Everything was said about MJF was work, and here he is back, right? But then at the same time, every every everybody thought the Cody Rhodes situation was a work, and look at where he is now. So it's like you have to approach it with a 50-50 mentality. You can't, you know, pick a side yet until more information comes out. 
Right. If if there was an information right that said Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks absolutely left AEW, they will appear in WWE in a heartbeat. In they leave Sunday. Guess where they on Monday? Exactly. So you just have to like play it by ear. Uh, I'm not thinking any anything of it. A lot of people are already speculating. Oh, you know, Cody Rhodes is on the phone right now, trying to you know recruit them and whatnot. No, uh, I don't see it that way. I see it as in you know that there's we have to wait and see what happens. Um, and then you know, uh, it, it's I I don't know. I I thought it was real unprofessional, uh, of Punk just airing everything out there. Listen, I, I totally get it though. He's trying to, to, you know, to defend himself, to clear his name. But at, at the same time, it's like, you There's know, there's ways going about it. Right. His way was and not you could the be the bigger person. You could, you could definitely be the bigger person. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, you know, like you said, AEW, um, I, like I saw somewhere somewhere else that said a oh AEW is back and and blah 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 could be I, I, could be I, I I don't know I I really don't know I feel like MJF being back saves them because he is a generational talent the spiciness of AEW the raw uncut stuff is what we all appreciate for AEW yeah you just this is the first if this is their first step when we when they get to step three. We can speculate more. Right now, we're just we're feeding like I said, we're feeding like everybody else does. Like it may be a complete work. Like we thought MJF that we had a half we had half a show, half an episode just bring MGF what happens the Santa third. MGF shows up last night and it was like, oh, so everything was everything we thought was wrong. He's out, he's in trouble, da, da, da. You said it, I said it, you know. And then uh, another part we brought, well, maybe it is a word. We all thought he was gone. You and I both said it on on record that he's done. Whatever happened with Khan, Khan's being an asshole, this and the third, and he's like, he's done. Like, he's just going to stay home. Like, like what WCW did with, like, Ted Turner go with Goldberg and Mysterio, but, oh, we're not going to wrestle. Fine, we'll go home and just collect, collect the paycheck to contracts up. We thought it was the same thing. And then here comes MJF in a full work, and we're like, wow. Like, and, the, and you've seen our reactions. Like, it was a crazy pop when you see MJF you see the person, also here comes the scarf, and it was a huge ovation. And the right, so everything was a work. You know, we you just it's it's a it's a wait and see approach with this. Cause there's so much to break down and digress. Like it's just so much. Cause then if we say the Omega's like you're in trouble, whatever it is, then what happens? Or maybe they thought it was, you know, eight, all that was what it was, and then they decided to do everything with it MJF with the constant fight with Tony Khan, and then here comes the Omega and the Young Bucks. Yeah. Um well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I, I, I really don't, I mean, just to elaborate more on that situation mm-hmm. and to further back up what you just said. So according to, uh, you know, uh, boxing MMA pro wrestling reporter, Steve, uh, Mullenhausen, uh, and I'm sorry Mule-house? that I, yeah, Mullenhausen. And, and you know what? I'm sorry if I'm, you know, butchering the name, but, you know, there were, uh, uh, you know, he was he reported that Matt and Nick Jackson confronted Punk and whatnot, but he said this on Twitter, and I quote: uh, "There was an uh, there was a, and then according to his sources, there was an altercation between CM Punk and the and the Young Bucks early Monday. The Bucks confronted Punk about his comments at the scrum. 
it did get physical with Punk throwing punches at least one member of the Bucks. A, uh, a number, uh, a number intervened uh, to separate everyone. More to come. We shall see. And to be honest with you, if that's legit true, then you know what? My percentage about the whole Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks leaving could go to 60-40. Because it's like now the Young Bucks and 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 Omega, who's been there from the start, are like, yo, who is this guy to be running shit? Like Tony Khan, like we've been with you from the start and you're going to back up him, right? Like you're, that's your champion and whatnot. That's your that's your boy. The series goes a certain way. Yeah, and, and you're still backing him up after all the shit that he's been doing. So I I, I yeah I, I really don't know, man. I really don't know. Hopefully by next week we'll be able to see what else unfolds. But got Wednesday and Friday to see what goes on AW. But that'll do it for us on today's episode of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in week in and week out, as always, sort of with the spicy info and the takes coming left and right. You can catch us on all social media platforms on Twitter at Flip Wrestling. You can check us out on Instagram at sfw.podcast. You can check us out on Facebook at the Sunset Wrestling Podcast page. We are live on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Radio Public, um, Pocket Cast. We are home on Anchor. Anchor, shout out to you guys. We appreciate the work you've helped us out with over and over. You make the process so much easier. Shout out to StreamYard. You know, StreamYard lets us put out as much content as we can on different platforms at the same time. StreamYard, shout out to you guys. Shout out to Soda with the Good Eats yesterday. Shout out to ADF for good fun. Shout out to TikTok. Great stream. We'll be on TikTok more often. You'll catch the new TikTok page coming up real soon. But that'll do it for us today. So, Soto, until next time, peace. Laters.